Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Does sound like you're saying Punani. Well, stop it then, please. Get rid of that. Here we go. Hey, look at that. Hey, Boonami! 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 Boonami, how are you? I am very, very well. Now, why can't we see you? Uh, hang on, let me check my uh, settings. Hang on. Is it switched on? Hold on. Hey! Are we on? Yeah. Yeah, come on. Hello, mate. Are we on? How are you? We're good. We're live. We've got thousands of people here watching. I can well. imagine. Hiya, Catherine. Nice to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you too, Clint. Catherine Big is from of... Manchester as well, Clint, so you probably know the same people. <laughs> right, OK. Sorry, did you say Catherine's from Manchester? Yeah. Yes. Wow. And how long have you been away from Manchester? Or are you still here? Ages. Uh, have you? Moved when I was 10. Right, OK. So, Down to the south. Yeah. And how is the south? They're not as friendly, you know. <laughs> Shut up. What are you talking <laughs> about, up. love? What are you talking I about, know. girl? I know some nice Southerners. They're all right. They're all right. Yeah. You oh, you've got your Christmas lights up, haven't you? Yeah, put the Christmas tree up, man, because it's been such a crappy year. And I had the kids this weekend. I thought, let's get some colour. Let's get yeah. a little bit of magic. So I put the tree up and we decorated it and it was it was wonderful. Yeah. You got the, the Elvis up. Elvis is there. Yeah, that's my... Uh... Uh-huh. <laughs> I love Elvis. Uh, let me get... I'm going to get my disco light. Is that all right? Yeah, do, do it. it. Do it, of course. Oh, boy, just, just talk to Elvis while I'm gone. Uh, he's right behind the mic. Elvis, um, I know it was your idea. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Colonel wanted the 68 special to be a uh-huh. Christmas special full of hy- hymns and carols and stuff. Was uh-huh. it difficult standing up to the Colonel to get back to your rock and roll roots? And why, after that, did you kind of lose the urge again? What What happened? Tell me, just talk me I'll through it, please, happened, Elvis. The thing is, what happened, man, was that... Uh, Suddenly I realised that her life's too short to uh, even come to the UK. <laughs> so I, just, I just didn't bother. Um, that was a shit Elvis impression, wasn't it? It's not the best, but we put you, you on saved, the spot. You saved them from mine, so always a bonus. <laughs> I, I, I used to have a really good um, range of impressions, but they, I can't do them anymore because they've all turned out to be wrong uns. <laughs> So I just can't even go there. So I'm guessing Rolf Harris and Jimmy Savile were quite high on the list. Yeah. Mate. You, you, yeah. You, you... So let's 
you know what? You've already been in trouble in the last few weeks for Sunday, so should we just leave it at that for we, now? We got in trouble, yeah, for showing fake willies, so we got banned. Now we're going oh, to show I thought it was something like juicy. Oh, on, some of them were quite juicy. Go on. You get splooge with it. Oh, come on. Pats is disgusting tonight. Right, there you what go. Why are you feeding her? Look at that. Yes, man. Oh, look at the disco. disco. There we Nine go. Quid. It's Nine tiny. quid on Amazon. Right. We need That's to... right. And you you imagine and think back to the amount of money you... Right. you oh, imagine. where have She's we turned gone? the flipping oh, stop it. sound bomb. You think the amount of money you guys, come like on. back in the day, would have spent on... Was it Reading Festival where you, the Inspirals had a load of drum majorettes come out or something? We didn't have... The, I don't think we had the drummers at Reading. We, oh, we might have done. Yeah, we did, actually. Yeah, we did. You're right. And uh, But we had we had fireworks. Like every band, we got a firework man to come and set off a display at the end of the gig. Yeah. Because we were the headline act on the Saturday night. It was August 1990. But then in the afternoon, we thought, wouldn't it be great if when we walk on stage, we'll just get all the fireworks to go then? <laughs> For the first song, <laughs> we blew like seven grand's worth of fireworks in, in the first two minutes of the gig. And with a day. And then you, know, you had to rely on the music. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But we pulled it off. It was a good gig, that. It was one of my, my, sister, my, uh, was, no. my sister was at that. My sister was there. I remember she was saying that it was you lot were brilliant. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, we, we made a lot of new fans that night, if I remember right. A lot of people who didn't know who we were when we came on stage went away being fans, so that's what it's all about, isn't it? How Rock are you doing, man? How have you found um, the weirdness of this year? Because I know some people have hated it and some people have thrived on it. How have you found it? I've, I've loved being suddenly in a position where I'm not having to drive around the country doing two and three DJ gigs a night, which is what I was doing every weekend. Yeah. I've gone from that to being at home working 100% from this room that I'm in. This is my, my home studio in, in our basement. Um, and I love it that I've, it's actually spoiled me in some ways. You know, I've, I've turned into a bit of a, a hermit. I don't really want to go out anymore. <laughs> you know what yeah. I, mean? I just want to stay here. But the, the scary bit has been, obviously, trying to avoid the, the illness, which we've not been affected by it directly. We've, we've known people who've lost people. Yeah. But, um, there's that dark side of it. Financially, it's been crippling because it's all my my main income was the DJ work, and that's all gone. Yeah, I'm fortunate. I've still got the little radio gig with XS Manchester, but it's it's barely enough to pay you know a few of the bills really. But mm. uh, you know what radio's like. You don't always pay decent wages, does it? But the DJ work, the club work was you know it's eight seventy eight percent of my income, Jeez. and it's just gone. We we. I was going to say, we've done a plug for the Patreon. We just had a little look at your Patreon site while we were waiting for you. Oh, brilliant. And we'll put the link in there again. And that, I think, because a lot of people think that pop stars, you were a pop star, that they're loaded. You yeah. know, you've been on the mm. telly a few times. You must have a few million in the bank. And there are huge people and smaller people and medium people that they just, you don't play for eight, nine, ten months. And who knows when you're going to be allowed to play again. Yeah. That's it. You're wiped out completely. I think if people knew what I'd, I'd taken away financially, they'd, they'd be shocked. I mean, obviously, I'm not Mr. Sit around licking my wounds. You know, I'm Mr. Positive and get on with it and make things happen, which is what the Patreon's all about and my Shopify and my Etsy. I'm selling art and selling all sorts now. But the reality is it's been... If somebody had told me last Christmas that this was coming, I, I'd have been devastated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it is... It's all, all my income's gone and it's, our family relies on my income. We, we've been homeschooling for seven years now. Wow. Um, so my wife, Charlie, who sends her regards, by the way. Hello, Charlie. 
she's she's not watching. She's watching the the bloody celebrity upstairs, whatever it's Jesus called. Jesus Christ! I don't watch that crap. Only idiots go on there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so it, it's like our our financially, it's been crippling. But we just count our blessings every day. You know, we, we're in a nice house. Our kids, our our three boys are happy at home. I've got two older kids from my first marriage as well as you know. They they're all doing great. So wake up in the morning, worry about money for about five minutes, then start counting blessings and then get on with being creative. Yeah. Um, and the, the great thing for me about the old lockdown has been that, you know, until 20 years ago, I was primarily a musician. That's what I did. I made records and did gigs with the Inspiral Carpets, with the Clint Boone Experience. And then when I accidentally got into radio and got into being a club DJ, it distracted me. It took me away. What? Are you watching? <laughs> Charlie's watching. Hello, Charlie! Come on, Charlie. Come on, Charlie Army. Charlie Come on, Army. Charlie Army. Can I make so, it better for you, Charlie, by getting him to eat something disgusting? Here? I'll eat a pig's vagina if that makes you feel more comfortable. It wouldn't be the first time, would it? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it just, uh, it, it's just it been, like I said, 20 years of me doing radio and club DJing. Took me away from being a musician. Yeah. Mm. So I've always made music. Through those 20 years, I've been working on various projects that have you know, not necessarily been released, but I've been making music. But then it just dawned on me like a couple of months ago that this is the ideal opportunity for me to get back into being a musician primarily. That's, you know, putting music out there. And you know how Patreon works. It's a great way of getting yeah. your community to A, subscribe and get the music before anybody else in the world, but B, um support me well yes you know, it's, 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 it, it goes directly to you it's the it's yeah. fans yeah directly going up I'm a, i like that person i'll, I'll give but they them also feel a like month they whatever. also feel like they've got a stake in it which yeah, is yeah. important so they see you absolutely the and they have they are because it's like it's you know it's literally without their support now over the coming months and years I, I wouldn't be able to get up in the morning and work on new music i'd have to get up in the morning and probably go and drive an uber or something mm. you know what I'm i mean just the, i'm just putting the patron in the chat again so if people want yeah, to have a little look on, at that come on uh, it's, it's it's well worth doing but i said we just went and checked it out um yeah are you have you thought of doing any gigs online because we know a load of people that have done like I've musicians have you been doing it no well not not live music i'm sorry i'll just um i'll just take my, my oh that's off. nice oh mate i used to have a boon army shirt well, you can still get them now. Boonarmy.com is my uh, online store. <laughs> Look at that. That's and a beaut. You know what I mean? That O is just covering one of those nipples perfectly. Oh, you sexy bee. Look at you. What's that, Ian? <laughs> <laughs> have, a sippy, have a slow sip of that tea, Clint, and then we'll red talk. Wine. Go on. Red wine, mate. Red wine. <laughs> <laughs> it is red wine. <laughs> well, um, yeah, where do we go up to then? We're going down a real nice Oh, uh, because you've, you've been doing gigs online. Gigs. What me and Charlie started doing in week one of the, the first lockdown back in towards the end of March, we started doing a live streamed DJ gig every Friday night oh, from, right. okay. from our own studio. So we're now in this Friday will be our 35th week. Blimey. And we do it over a thing called Beatstream, which is um, it's a live music streaming app, which fortunately I've been involved with for the last four or five years. I've been helping to develop it. So you do it. You put an event on. And you you sell a digital ticket for people to join in with you. Ah, okay, so we okay. had that from week one. That, that was so. You know that's bringing a few quid in. But you know more importantly, we're having a, a brilliant laugh every Friday night in here in this room, getting drunk and just having a, a party with like two or three hundred people. But, but, uh, 
Stuff like that is important as well because we've been we got we're friends with a guy called Stephen Page, a Canadian singer songwriter, and we yeah. we haven't done it for a few weeks, but we he's been doing a gig every Saturday night in his basement, yeah. guitar, and he plays for about two hours, and it's six quid, yeah. and it, it, it's great for him because he's earning money and it's good for his head, but also yeah. there there are five six seven hundred people watching yeah. around the world. It's good for us, but also it gives yeah. people something to look forward to because there's nothing else to be done, is there? I mean, what your highlight of your week is going to be what otherwise going to the Tesco. Yeah, you really feel that. I mean, my working week is it's still, even though I'm confined to being in here, I'm doing my radio show from here, I'm doing the, the DJ sets, I'm doing my art in here, I'm doing my music. But um, it's like, so my week's quite busy, but you really sense Friday night when it comes to 8 o'clock and the people joining for our Disco Rescue, you can really see the community, like, yeah. thriving on it and yeah. feed, feeding from it. And I know that that's happening all over the, the world. People are doing, you know, equally important things as that, and it's... It's a new sort of way of building that community and, in, you know, interacting with the community yeah. through these amazing machines that we've got in front of us here, you know what I mean? Yeah. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Andy says, I wonder if Clint remembers. That's always a bad oh, answer question because I never do. I wonder if Clint remembers when I asked him to play no to top loader at Satan's Hollow and he ended up putting it on the flyer. Oh, that, I actually did that, yeah. Actually, I, I, I remember the flyer, but I don't remember somebody asking me to not play it, but I never play it anyway. Did, did I play it? Ask him if I played it. Uh, Andy, I did, he, did he play it? While we're waiting for that, Ross says, oh, here we go. Can you ask Clint if he thought when Noel Gallagher was his roadie, did he think Noel had a future as a rock star? And did you hear him play the guitar at the time? 
when Noel, when we first met Noel, he was a fan of the band in the early days. And then 1988, our first singer left, Steve, who's now our current singer again. Noel was a friend of the band and a fan, and he was the first person to audition for the band to sing. Was he? I didn't realise yeah. that. We, we auditioned two or three people, but we, uh, we ended up going with Tom Ingley, obviously, which was a great choice and, you know, definitely the best thing we could have done. Yeah. But we took Noel on as a roadie, but right from day one, we knew he was a songwriter. He was giving us cassette tapes of songs that he was writing in 1988. Um, so we knew that he, he was destined to go off and do his own thing. And all through the Inspirals, uh, four years he was with us, I think, as our roadie and our best friend and our... our you know, sixth member, all those cliches. He was, it was like just, we were attached at the hip. And it was obvious all the time that he was a songwriter, he was a guitarist and he was going to go on and do something. Yeah. But none of us, even him, he could not have imagined what he was going to achieve. And it's, I always say it's a beautiful thing to be part of that story. You know, a little bit in helping him along the way um, is great. And he always gives us credit for it. He always gives us a lot of credit. And whenever he refers to that period of his career, working with the Inspirals, he often says it was like the, the, the best time of his career because, you know, he didn't have any headaches. He was treated well. He was paid well. You know what I mean? He yeah. didn't have to do much work. He was a lazy, bloody roadie. He didn't do <laughs> But uh, he always gives us a lot of credit for, for looking after him in that, you know, that, that four-year period or whatever. Also, he's not and, the sort of person who'd make it up. You know, if you get praise from him, it's worth, you know, 10 times as much from someone else, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I like, I like it. And I think the older that we all get, I'm not just talking about the Oasis camp. And it's like everybody, like, we're still close with the Mondays and, you know, the the, the Charlatans and James. And I interviewed Tim Booth out of James uh, two nights ago from, from here. He was in California. And you can feel, I mean, it's going to sound cheesy, but you can feel the, the, the love. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the, the Manchester music community from the last 30 years that I've experienced, uh, you know, right up to the present day, the, 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 the kids in bands today just saw looking after each other and supporting each other. Mm. And I think we're just very fortunate that this part of the world, I'm not saying it's better than anywhere else, but what I've experienced, the warmth of the, the region really comes out in the, the music community as well. Um, and I, I, I find that a beautiful thing, you know, that being the age that we are, I mean, I'm just, I've turned 61 during lockdown. Shut up, man! Yeah, no, 61 and a half now I am. But, um, you look like a baby I, still. I feel like one. You yeah. should see my arse, it looks like a baby's <laughs> Charlie's going to come and change your nappy in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> with this time. I just have a drink out of my Boone Army mug. Yes, mate. On the, uh, the online store, boonarmy.com. I, didn't, I only realised maybe about six months ago, because I was, I was a huge fan of the Clint um, Boone experience, right, which is about 2000, 1999, 2000. Right. And because I was in XFM and you came in and we got on and I came and introduced you somewhere. But I didn't realise that the, look at that, and you nicked it. It's a muff. I'll just get my muff out. Oh, dear God. But I didn't realise that um, Alfie Bow was the opera singer. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 was, he, he was the opera singer. On your, and it, and it, was, it was a wonderful kind of hybrid of like this sort of beautiful sort of poppy rock song with an opera singer in the back. And it was like, it was a brilliant single. What, what, yeah. Which song was it? It wasn't... What was the song? It wasn't uh, White With No Sugar, was it? It was No, um... no, we did. We did. So I released two albums as a Clint Boone yeah. experience and Alf is on several tracks on each. Right. Now it came about, the Inspirals took a break from spring of 1995. We decided to knock it on the head for a bit. Long story. Very amicable. So then I started working on solo music and I just, I had a friend who was in the industry, a publisher, um, 
And I said to her, I'm interested in doing unusual collaborations. So if you meet any anybody on, on your path that's, you know, a bit funky, a bit weird, a bit strange, hook me up and we'll do some music. She phones me up like two days after saying, my husband's just bumped into this this kid from Fleetwood who, who sing, he's trying to be an opera singer. He's studying to be an opera singer. So I'm like, perfect. Get, so we got on the phone. <laughs> I, love I got it. his number. I phoned him up. He was living in Fleetwood with his mum and dad. He's called Alfie. Um, and I said, right, get a train to Rochdale Station. I'll pick you up and then we'll go back to my house and we'll, we'll do some recording together. And we recorded a load of stuff. And Comet it was, theme number five. That was the single, Comet, wasn't Comet it? Comet theme number one. Number one, excuse me. One. I'll tell you what, though, Ian, there's like... Some of the stuff that me and Alfie did, when I eventually get to re-release it, you, it it's absolutely beautiful. Because you can hear it's Alfie Bohr. Yeah. Even though it's 95, 96, 97, it's Alfie, as, as he sounds now, that beautiful tenor. Oh, it's gorgeous. And, yeah, we spoke to each other a few times over the last few years, and we, we, we do keep saying we're going to do some work together again, um, which is why another reason why it's great that I'm getting back onto music, rather than getting up in the morning and telling the same jokes on the radio station every day, you know what I mean? <laughs> Playing the same records every yeah. day. It's like, get back onto making records because I can make great records and that's what I'm going to do, you know. But, well, yeah, Alfie was, uh, he was a, 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 it's a, another beautiful chapter in my life, really, yeah. meeting Alfie and recording music with him. Go on, Kathy. Uh, we've got a Top Loader update. Oh, yes. We can on, confirm yeah. you did not play Top Loader. And according yeah, to Andy, I, that I, makes you a top man. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think, I, I, you know, all respect to Top Lord. I met them once, they were nice lads, but I never liked that record. No. It just, and I think part of the reason was, it was a cover version. And I can't remember who did it originally, somebody in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. And it was quite a faithful reproduction of the original, from what I can remember. And I, I just, I think I always took, a, I took it a bit hard that they didn't give credit to where... They've, they've someone done it's another, out again. It's out again. Another yeah. version is out again, my, like a slightly trancy version. My kids find it hilarious when it comes on the radio because I'm obviously not a fan. It's like, Mum hates this song. Turn it's it funny, up, turn it up. Yeah. Some songs are like that, aren't they? Like, people talk about, um, I don't know, cheesy records or guilty pleasures or whatever. So I'm not, I've never been a fan of that. No. And I love Titanium by Sia. Yes. You know, it's like that, that in, 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 in some regards people probably think that's weird that i love that record you know what i mean but it's that's a belter. The, the, the top loader one never did it for me but see it brilliant i could listen to it all day are you so what so what are you working on now because you sent me a new song the other day now is that yeah. an album is that gonna be part of an album is that just you guess do you do, do people even do albums anymore i don't know how it works the the idea is i mean i'm, I'm sat on a load of music i've recorded over the last 20 years that people haven't heard yeah so part of the reason for doing Patreon is to get that out. But the main reason is that with the support of the people that are subscribing, I can start making music a priority. Every month I'm going to put out a new tune. So what you've got is the first brand new track of what will probably become an album next summer. Brilliant, brilliant. So every month I'm going to put a new record out. I've been working on another one in the last couple of days here. That's, I'm pointing there as if you can see it. It's on my computer here. But I'm working on it. I'm going to put a new record out every every month, a new single or a new track. And then sometime next year, compile them into an album. And that'll be, you know, my Patreon album. It's the, the album that I could not have made without people getting behind me on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, getting some of this stuff out of my archives, that's the stuff that I recorded in the late 90s or 2000-ish that I've never heard because it was recorded and mastered on these machines here. These are DAP machines, Yeah. right? And that's an old 16-track, multi-track recorder, which these are all obsolete machines. So a lot of the music that I made back then in 2000 and 2001 has literally just been sat 
in boxes and I've never heard it since. And recently I started going through it and digging out little tapes and listening. There's music I've, I've not heard for 25 years. It's wow. just some of the best stuff I've ever done. You know, yeah. so I'm, I'm starting to share that with people initially on Patreon again. And then in the new year, uh, I'll get it out on uh, all the other platforms, as they call it. I've got to say, they were they were very much a, a very important time in my life. Those two um, Clint Boone Experience albums, they came, you know, when my life was changing and it was... Th that first album in particular, the, the cover of the second album is a joy because it's your boy with the mohawk, isn't it? That's I right, he was only five at the time. Oh, he, well, yeah. well, he's, well, he's got to be 20-odd now, hasn't he? 25 now, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, but that, for me, that first album... That was just nonstop, and it's every now and then I get it out, and it's just it's just a joy. That keyboard, Alfie, you know the kind of ethereal, spacey sound of it. It's yeah. wonderful, man. We used to call it space opera. That was the generic space term that opera. came over. Space opera. But the funny thing is, at the time we did it, I remember, and I, I'm you know under my heart, this is real. There was no, I I saw it as cabaret. What we were doing was a real beautiful psychedelic cabaret. Yeah, and the stage show was as well. You know, we had a guy, we had the uh, Tuba Kid. I don't know if you ever saw us with Tuba Kid. He was like this young lad who was only 20, 21 at the time. He used to play tuba. He was actually like a roadie kid. or a friend. Yeah. And I found out that he used to play tuba at school. So I said, right, I'll get you tuba. You can come on and do a tuba solo. <laughs> so we, we had him coming on. We had um, the, the Reindeer Z, a real stuffed Reindeer, Reindeer Z that used to sit on the front of the electric organ, <laughs> which you can see when we did TFI Friday. It's the first thing you see when we did White No Sugar on TFI. We had a cardboard cutout of me somewhere. And it was just like a, a dead colourful live yeah. music. Experience. Fun. It was no, fun, nobody, man. Nobody in the UK was doing anything like it at that time. But I can tell you, it was like some great stuff about it, but we were just out there doing stupidity.com and it was like I think it was all the things that I couldn't really have done in the Inspirals you know up until that year because we were a garage band we were we were, we were very much a, a linear thing we were a punky psychedelic yeah. garage band from Oldham and then suddenly I was free to do anything and I did and I, I know a lot of what I did made me look like a dick but it's just um, it was creatively it was just yeah, you know a, a beautiful period it was, Felt like I really blossomed during that time. And I feel a bit like that now. You know, it's like, you know, I'm still in the Inspirals and we still do occasionally work and gig. And, you know, I mean, we lost Craig, our drummer, four years ago, which yeah. is tragic. We've not, not worked since then. But we are, you know, still technically a band. And, you know, we'll, at some point we'll probably step back into that and do it again. But I like the idea at the moment that I can do whatever I want to do, you know, creatively. And I don't have to get anybody's permission apart from Charlie. <laughs> Charlie Armit, Charlie, Charlie Armit. Right, what is the best on, way that people... She'll be back on the, she'll be back on the bloody thing, you know, won't she, watching Jordan and Vernon. She, she's gone. Uh, the radio show, when, when is the excess... Uh, someone's posted a link to the excess Manchester uh, show. When When are you on? Uh, four till seven, drive time every weekday afternoon. Beautiful. Oh, gee, wait, that's, that's a yeah. tough old gig, isn't it? Nah, it's a piece of piss. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I just tell the same jokes every day. And I'll be <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's all you need to do. What is? And we've got that. We're going to do the, put the links in for the 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 Patreon and the shop, and we'll, we'll tweet them as well in a bit. Has he got a shop? He hasn't mentioned. He that. hasn't. Apparently, yeah. he's got some merchandise. I don't know what oh, it will oh, be. Charlie's here. Charlie's here. Come Hello, on, Charlie. She's. I don't believe she's there. I reckon you're doing yeah, the ventriloquist act. I want to see a finger or she's a here. hand. You might get a bit of video feedback here because she's got you on the phone. There she is. Hello, Hi, Charlie. Hello, you're right. <laughs> it's tripping. It's tripping. It's psychedelic. I'm having a flashback. 
Hey, that acid I bought in 96 is working at last. It's too much. You mean last week, you mean? <laughs> is there any other way that people can support you, Clint? What? Yeah, sorry, go on. Sorry, go on. It, so we, got, we got the shop and we got the Patreon. What's the, um, what's the best way to kind of keep up to date? Because you, you you're not on Twitter that much, are you? I do Twitter, yeah, at The Real Boon. All right, okay. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. That's a good way to follow. In fact, that, you know what? That, that's my main way of communicating. Oh, okay. I've tried Instagram, but I struggle with that, mate. I don't get it. All them dot, 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 and then hashtag, 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 and tagging yeah. people. I, I've not got time for that. I'm it's busy. Tough. It's tough. But um, I'm on Instagram. I've just set up a Discord as well for me, Patreon community to hang out together. Okay. So I'm developing that. I'm just learning about all the new platforms. But, I mean, the best one is... Twitter's a good one for, you know, basic stuff that I'm chatting about at The Real Boon. And then beyond that, Patreon, if people can afford right. three quid minimum subscription. We'll, we'll link it um, all up, man. It's so lovely yeah, to no, see I appreciate you. it as You've well. You've always been so kind to me, Clint, and I, I, I think you're brilliant, and I love you so much, man. So thank you for He's been too, singing man. your praises for ages. Yeah. and saying, we're going to get Clint on, and I was thinking, I bet you don't even know Clint. He wouldn't, he wouldn't come on till he had something to sell. That's the problem with this guy. <laughs> He's a piece of trash. I've kept asking him. He kept ignoring me. Did no, you... you know what? It's um, it's. I think a lot of people in my, a lot of creative people are finding themselves in um, a strange position in the last few months. But you just got to. You can either lie down and and sulk and wait for it to get back to how it was, which was actually great, you know. But or you can work your way out of it. And you know what? It's, in some ways, it's like retraining. Isn't it. I don't know yeah. what um, Phillips and the government said about retraining, and he shouldn't have done, but. That's fine. I'm just reassessing and just reshaping yeah. and you know mm. redirecting a little bit. Did you get but, that? Um, did you get that Pac-Man machine that you were asking me about? You know what we ended up buying? We bought a full, a, an '80s retro gaming table. <gasps> oh, it's beautiful. Yes. I, I'll send you some pictures after. Yeah, it's a little do. Cassius. He, he was just he mithered for like two years for one of these. And we're like, you can't. Not, not too much money. And we bought him one. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, send us. And a it's picture. like, I'll have a look. It's a table. So it's an '80s table. You can sit one person each side of it. Yeah. Or you can you can it, the top flips up like that, and you can sit two people side by side. Stop! You're not spending any more money. I'll Please. send you some pictures of it. <laughs> Don't tell him where you got it. It's so nice to see you, man. Thank you so much. It's good seeing you. Well, and, and making stuff again. Yeah, and I'm glad you're doing all right as well. It's uh, it's nice seeing you doing this stuff. It's brilliant, Catherine. You're great. You know, oh. you're a good double at you too. Thank Thanks you, very much, Clint. And That's you kind. look after him, won't you? I know you do. Yeah, I'm trying my best. Get in touch anytime, and you're welcome anytime you want to come on, Clint. Lovely to see you, man. Right, and you're welcome anytime you want to come up north and stay for a couple of nights and come and visit us. Once we, once my arm is full of that vaccine, I'm coming up. <laughs> right, couple of nights. I'm there. See you later on, man. Love, Bye, to, love to Charlie and the kids. Yeah, see you later. Bye. Bye. Nice to see you. Bye-bye. Bye. Clint Boone, man, what a lovely man. Ah, oh, you weren't wrong. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.